This is an Equity Bates Media podcast. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I will say this about investing. Everything you do learn is cumulative. What I learned at 20 is you Welcome to another episode of Equity Mates, a podcast that follows our journey of investing. Whether you're an absolute beginner or approaching Warren Buffett status, our aim is to help break down your barriers from beginning to dividend. My name is Bryce, and as always, I am joined by my equity buddy, Ren. How are you going? I am good, Bryce. That's I'm good. very good. <laughs> That's good. I, th- look, every episode is special. It holds a special place in my heart, <laughs> but this episode is up there because- We haven't done it yet. You have turned 30. I have turned 30, We yes. are officially in different decades of life. Yes, yes. Don't, um, you don't look a day- Respect your elders. You don't look a day over 29. Thank you. Oldest I've ever been. And the oldest you will ever you will ever be. Yes. No, that's not right. The youngest you will ever <laughs> the be. The youngest I'll ever be, yes. <laughs> Happy birthday, bro. Thank you. Uh, anything exciting happen? I uh, prepared for this episode. Uh, really? There you go. That's exciting. <laughs> Well, look, in honor of your 30th birthday, we've got a very special episode where I get to sit back and relax. And if if people are watching us on YouTube, they'll really (laughs) see me lean back in this episode, really take a load off because you have come in hot with 30 stocks for your 30th birthday to hold for 30 years. (laughs) No, 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 no. Is that not the concept? (laughs) No. no. Well, now it is. (laughs) Jeez, jeez, wow. What's the concept? No, the concept is 30 investments for my 30th in 30 minutes. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it's a wrap of some of our favorite companies and ideas that we've come across and discussed and have been thinking about over the last five years of Equity Mates. Okay, I like it. Yeah, it's a bit of a trip down memory lane in some instances, and I'm going to try and do my best to bring to light 30 investment opportunities in 30 minutes Now, for my 30th. Two things before we start. Obviously, uh, this is not financial advice. Yes. This is Bryce taking us on a trip down memory lane as he gets older and starts reminiscing more, <laughs> thinking about the good old days. Um, uh, another caveat, some of these investment opportunities have had more research uh, dedica- de- <laughs> dedicated to them than others. Hey, look, it's just like the 30 years you've been alive. Some years you put a little bit more effort in than others. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and the second caveat is I have no idea what you've got in store. You, you literally, on our planning sheet, you just have our introduction. Yes. So I'm going to be surprised. 
Me too. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I yes. would love it if you just read down the top 30 of the ASX 200. CBA, CSL, <laughs> that would be classic. West Farmers, Woolworths, NAB. <laughs> I'm not going to do that, but it might be close. So before we get stuck into that, Ren, uh, the smallest bit of housekeeping, and this is some really exciting housekeeping, so stay uh, tuned in for this one. <laughs> we have partnered with the ASX. We are their official media partner for the ASX Investor Days that have uh already been in some major capital cities, but the good news is that there is one coming up in Sydney on May the 22nd, Saturday, May the 22nd at the International Convention Centre. It's a full day where we're going to have plenty of experts uh, organised by the ASX coming in and talking everything from portfolio construction, how to invest in global markets, you name it, they're going to be discussing it. And we're going to be there filming the day running around interviewing experts during lunch. We're going to have a bit of a stall there with some merch and bits and pieces. And uh, then we'll be bringing the day to life through the podcast um, in June. Great news. Tickets are cheap as they are. However, we can make them even cheaper. If you go to the website, ASX Investor Day website, just Google it. Using the code ID50, you'll get 50% off your tickets. So come and join us. If you didn't get a chance to come to the live show, Alec and I will be there. And uh, yeah, I can, feel like you buried the lead there. Yeah, you, yeah. Can, you can come. You can come and hang out. We will be there all day. Um, we'd love to. We'd love to hang out and talk stocks and watch some of the the presentations. So uh, Google ASX Investor Day ID50 is the um, code to get 50% off. I think that brings the tickets to about 25 bucks or something. It's pr- pretty pretty cheap. Do your own research on that, though. Yeah, I think. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And who wouldn't pay 25 bucks to see Bryce Lesky in the flesh and give him some feedback on this uh, this 30 minutes (laughs) that he's about to rip through? Oh, my God. So the rules are as follows. We're not doing a minute per idea. We're just going to give you the 30 minutes. I'm going to try and keep my interjections and waffling to a minimum. No guarantee, though. (laughs) Yeah, that's fine. Uh, And I'll be timing. That is fine. Before we start the timer, I just want to say that we will be having a Specky McGee as part of this. Does that count as the 30? That counts as the 30, but not in the 30 minutes because he's probably got some song he wants to play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Specky really loves the limelight. (laughs) Exactly. But yeah, that is good. I I like a birthday Specky. We've got a Specky McGee. We've got a Crypto Corner as well from Bamboo. Uh, Well, it won't be from Bamboo, but brought to you by Bamboo. And... We've also asked some experts the questions, what stock would you hold for the next 30 years? We have four experts from the Equity Mates community who have answered that question. So, so you've so really just outsourced a lot those of Those four won't be included <laughs> in the 30. Jeez, this could be a long episode. I know. Um, Webs. All right. I am ready to relinquish any effort. <laughs> Are you ready to carry this episode? I hope so. Well, tell me when to start the timer. Let's do it. So, 30 stocks in 30 minutes. I'm going to start with geographies, Ren. Okay. Uh, countries. So, nice. we're going to kick off with India. Look, you can't go past Reliance Industries, $90 billion in revenue in 2020. Indian multinational conglomerate across uh, energy, petrochemicals, textiles, natural resources, retail, telecommunications, you name it. However, I feel a company that doesn't get enough attention is Infosys. It is uh, a global leader in IT and is now rivaling some of the biggest firms in terms of uh, consulting and providing uh, business services. So Infosys, massive Indian company. Next, Indonesia. A lot of listed companies in Indonesia, your traditional boring banks, airlines, retail, etc. But the new economy companies are coming through and it's not listed, but it is coming with an IPO. We've spoken about it before. It's Gojek. Nice. Can't go past Gojek. It is merging with Tokopedia. 
again, a huge startup over in Indo. Does Togopedia count as the fourth? Nope. Okay, nice, <laughs> nice. Um, you're a minute down and you're three stocks in. I'm liking the, the pace that we're setting here. Gojek, though, is likely to go public after they merge with Tokopedia in 2022 or 2023, but keep your eye open for a SPAC. Um, they might be going uh, public with a SPAC. So uh, Indonesia, if you've listened to some of our episodes more, most recently, provides an awesome opportunity. So India, Indonesia, keep your eyes open. China. Honourable mention goes to Baidu. Not included? Not included. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Baidu is the Google of China specialising in internet services and, and products and also uh, has a bit of a play in artificial intelligence. It is listed. Check it out if you're keen on Baidu. Honourable mention also goes to Alibaba, <laughs> the Amazon of China. However, look, you can't go past Tencent. Nice. It's just an absolute behemoth of a stock and for many reasons uh, – it is my stock pick for China. I know it's your stock pick of the year. So uh, it's been... Uh, I actually haven't checked in on that, but we should see where things Mate, are don't, the you, stock pick you're of the year. Mate, don't, don't get derailed here. <laughs> two minutes in. Number four, uh, Australia. If it were public, I'd be very interested in investing in Canva. Same. Uh, I think it's an amazing company. Great product. We use it. Uh, that's good enough for me. However... This is not a uh, company that's listed in Australia, but it is an Australian company that we haven't really spoken a lot about and given enough credit to, and that's Atlassian. Okay. Australian company listed in the US. Listed in the US. Australian company. It's just done incredibly well. It's an Australian software company. Um, I've used their software a lot and they nail it. Yeah. I think it's, it's- You do love that like uh, agile working, uh, what is it? Scrum master. Scrum mastering. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, yeah. I think their software is great. And their stock just continues to grind. Like if you have a look at where it is from the IPO, particularly obviously the last few years, but it just continues to grind. So, And Mark Cannonbrook's come on the show. Yeah, come on the show. <laughs> Shout out to Atlassian. Yeah, you can't go past it. And I don't think enough credit is given here in Australia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. Support Aussie entrepreneurs. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Number five, America. There are obviously way too many to try and mention here and a few will come up later, but I've gone with Cisco. Wow, that's Cisco, Yeah, Cisco is the worldwide leader in IT and networking. And I think if you're thinking about, you know, cybersecurity and getting access into that space, they're a really big player in it. And if you're looking to get some concentration, think about Cisco. All I know about Cisco is that the desk phones when I worked at Coles were like Cisco. Like, it That's feels all we very, need to know. It feels very old technology for me. Yeah, I mean, it's an old company. Yeah. Yeah, anyway, I don't want to derail this stock. This old pitch. company, but they're, um, uh, how much time have we got? That's plenty of time. You, you're up to six stocks and you're four minutes in. Perfect. <laughs> um, Cisco, look, as I said, America provides plenty of opportunities and, and I'm going to talk about some later, but uh, I don't think enough attention is given, given to Cisco, so I've given it some airtime. Scandinavia. Jeez, you're ripping through the geographies quickly. <laughs> Scandinavia. Um, plenty of amazing companies. Novo Nordisk is the one that I've gone with. It's the world's largest company within diabetes treatment and also leading the market for treatment of obesity. Huge company over in Scandinavia. And I think that, you know, given both of these you know, obesity and uh, diabetes sort of go a bit hand in hand and uh, they're really the world's leader in this space. Um, incredible revenue, incredible size. Uh, you might want to find if you can get access to it. I can't remember if it's listed in in Denmark or if it's on the uh, 
American worry, Stock mate. Exchange, don't but worry. whatever. You don't have time to ponder these things. I don't. So check that out. Norvo Nordisk uh, Scanning, that Danish company. Uh, Europe, honor- honorable mention to Diageo. We had our live show. I think the moat that it's got in terms of the brands that it holds is uh, in- is in pretty incredible. However, I ask myself is if there's one company that I would like to own uh, going forward in Europe, and that is the Volkswagen Group. Okay. They are the largest manufacturer of cars in the world. They have brands like Porsche, uh, Audi, Volkswagen, you name it. They've got uh, an incredible array of brands. But what I like most is that they are now taking on Tesla at uh, their own game, going electric, and they, and they really have the scale to do it. We've spoken about this a number of times and um, they're now sort of disrupting themselves. They said, you know, let's take on, on Tesla and beat them at their own game. Go Volkswagen. South America. So I've gone two here. Uh, the first is a company called Compania Brasileira de Distribucao. Okay, nice. <laughs> Otherwise known as GPA. It's one of the largest retail companies in Latin America by revenue and also uh, one of the largest online retailers in Brazil. I love my retail. I'm, yeah, I was going to say, I'm sensing two retailers coming out of Latin America and it is true to form for the retailers. <laughs> yes. Uh, they're engaged in a number of businesses uh, retailing food, general merch, electronic goods, home appliances, you name it. Pretty big behemoth over in in, uh, Brazil and Latin America. Second, uh, Mercado Libre, uh, Argentine company. They operate uh, online marketplaces and are a massive player in e-commerce as well. So check both of those out if you'd like some South American exposure. Southeast Asia, Ren. Okay. (laughs) The... the Around the world trip has taken a, a, a roundabout way. We've gone Australia and then we're now we're coming back to Southeast Asia. But hey, you're the troop leader here. Southeast Asia, uh, again, not public, but it will be hopefully soon via a SPAC and that is Grab. We've spoken about it in on Ausbiz. Um, Singapore based, involved in transport, food delivery, mobile payments. Again, great big startup that um, is <laughs> in terms of its size SPAC. It's going public virus back. Biggest ever. 52 billion target. Mm. Huge. Not bad. So that sort of closes out infrastructure. Oh, you missed a key geography there. <laughs> Where? Africa. I did. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have one for Africa? Uh, is it Juma? The, uh, like the super app of Africa? We'll take it. Okay. <laughs> Give it an honorable mention to not disrupt you. So now I want to go into some, uh, I guess, sectors. So we're going to move into infrastructure. And I really like Transurban here in Australia. They're a road operator and they manage and develop, you know, urban toll roads uh, and networks within Australia, Canada and the US. If you can think about a motor a motorway here in Sydney, Melbourne or Brisbane, it's highly likely that it is, it is operated by Transurban. Yep. What I like about it is that most people are driving more post-COVID now. Uh, public transport is uh, really suffering. A lot of people are buying secondhand cars and, and making that choice. And also Australia is opening up and we're seeing more cars on the road. So uh, for those reasons, I'm taking my infrastructure play as Transurban. Financials, I can't go past Magellan Financial Group. Uh, it's not what they're doing with their funds that really has me excited, although that, you know, pretty incredible with Hamish and, and uh, Chris Weldon at the helm, but it's what they're doing with their cash flow and their balance sheet and actually investing in the business that 
that I really like. They're taking a bit of a venture capital investment bank approach and taking, yeah, like, taking positions well, in Guzman e Gomez, for example. Like a holding company approach. Like a, the Berkshire, the analogy is thrown out a lot, but like there's a world in which that that's what they turn their balance sheet into. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's definitely a story to watch to see how they take this incredible cash flow and, and invest within their own business. Media, Ren, cannot go past- Equity mates. Equity mates, of course, <laughs> cannot go past Spotify. I've got two media companies, Spotify. It has taken a pretty big hit. I think it's uh, yeah. down 30, 35% from when I bought it. I don't know it's where, where it's down from the top, but um, it's taken a bit of a hit as ha- a lot of stocks have. Uh, it's the the king or the queen of audio. That we're, I think we're just at the beginning of where audio can go. So does Spotify and they're placed right in the middle of it. So uh, I've got to back Spotify for the long term. Uh, again, a stock that you've spoken about, Ren, the New York Times. It is the comeback story of the last decade. They were down and out facing decline in print media. And uh, they've realized that their value was in their stories and their reporting and not the medium itself. And so they've transitioned to a digital media business. Now, I'm going to interrupt you here. By my count, that's 15 stocks. I did get a little bit lost with some of those honorable mentions, but you know, if we ever want to be able to buy some of these stocks, we do need to keep the lights on and pay the bills. So before we hear the next 15, we're going to take a quick break and hear from our sponsors. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rustoleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rustoleum. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. All right, Bryce, we are officially 10 minutes and 21 seconds in, 15 stocks down. I don't know how many honorable mentions. Well, I'm up to 13. Plus some honourable mentions. Do we do so. a count back? <laughs> no. How many can I remember? All anyway, right, keep well, going, keep going. No, nah, give us two. If I'm right, you've given us two bonus ones at the end. That's great. If you're right, you're probably right, given you've got the notes. And the best are yet to come. Wow. All right. Well, equity mates, I'm not going to talk any longer. Bryce Lesky, the clock is starting now. Tech is the next sector. Where do you turn to for tech? I've tried to choose one that we have spoken about, and that is the trade desk, Ren. Uh, it is a titan in the industry. It is a leader in the digital programmatic advertising. So it's all about uh, understanding who you're advertising to. They help with the pricing of it all and then they get the ads in and we know the importance of programmatic advertising, uh, a stock that's done phenomenally well. You're right. This is a little bit nostalgic. Yes. I'm remembering <laughs> the first time we spoke to Tobias Bucks and he told us about this exactly, company. Exactly, Trade yeah. Desk. So the next sector, one of my favorites is retail. 
I am still backing in. And here's the next 20 stocks. <laughs> I'm still backing in three companies that we've spoken about. And these are honorable mentions. Baby Bunting. Yes. Tick. City Chic. Yes. Tick. And also JB Hi-Fi. Tick. The stock that keeps on giving. They're all honorable mentions. They're honorable mentions because I want about What about Woolies? Does that get an honorable mention? I thought about Woolies and I do like it, but... um. It gets an honourable mention. <laughs> there we go. Uh, but I'm looking overseas and I like Home Depot. We've spoken about it. Business supported oh, by some <laughs> businesses supported by some strong tailwinds. It is actually taking a bit of a price hit at the moment. Maybe an opportunity for me to get in. Um, but look, love love it. Excellent management, I think, given you know their incredible return on invested capital. Uh, they do face a few challenges in terms of their revenue mix, but um, I think the tailwinds for Home Depot are great. That's my retail pick. So this is, uh, I'm going to quickly go through five stocks that are the biggest in the world and the leaders that you may never have heard of. And this is one this. one one section. So this is counted as one stock. Jeez, you've really <laughs> over overdone it here. This is very quick. At core, uh, they're the biggest producer and leader of electrical and plastic conduit. I don't know if you remember talking about that, Ren. Generac, they're the leading producer of uh, generators and uh, local electricity production. Um, Hexel, they are one of the only manufacturers of aerospace-grade carbon fiber in the world, operating an inner duopoly against a Japanese company. Again, the largest. Copart, the largest provider in the US of junkyard services. Yeah. <laughs> do you remember that one? I, I do remember that. And it feels like you've trolled. Um, Ozbiz. Uh, Nick. Nick Cregan. Uh, Nick Cregan. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Ozbiz episode. Shout yes. out to Nick Cregan. And um, Temenos, they're Swiss, uh, listed in Switzerland and they dominate the European market for banking software. So um, I'm sure a lot of those companies people have never heard of but they're all the biggest in their specialized field nice i love a, a big company in a niche yeah so uh check those out and go and have a look at our ausbiz channel if you want more information on them um additionally Steelcase is the world's largest manufacturer of office furniture would you believe check it out i would believe it <laughs> great <laughs> i believe everything you're telling me <laughs> uh number 16 the community favorite company i can't go past buy now pay later but it is not Afterpay. it is zip nice uh, we interviewed larry seems like there's a lot of growth opportunity and depending on how you look at it it could be undervalued compared to its peers or it could be valued and a lot of uh <laughs> and, and its peers are incredibly, <laughs> incredibly overvalued <laughs> you decide <laughs> The company that I would have for the next 30 years, Macquarie Bank. Nice. Yeah. The so Millionaire Factory. The Millionaire Factory. They just uh, announced a $3 billion profit. Uh, this company knows how to make money. They just keep making money. They hire the smartest people. They pay a great dividend and they just keep churning out great investing returns. Who knew if you trawled Australia for the smartest people and the most ambitious people and told them to just make as much money as possible that you would make a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> Who would have thought? You would. Uh, and look, I think over the next 30 years, they will be able to adapt. They've proven that they can do it through market fluctuations. And I think that they are going to keep attracting talent and great management and developing this talent yeah. and management. It's an and incredible, like we talk about moats in a number of cases. Their their people moat is pretty incredible. Unbelievable. Like every high performing, performing yeah. uni student 
is like Macquarie Bank is up there for them. Yes. That's a tough moat to break. Yeah, yeah. They're incredibly good. So that is my company for the next 30 years. Wow. The, I com- like it. the company that oh, you. F- FYI, you've just hit 15 minutes. Oh, great. I can lean back a bit. <laughs> <laughs> the company you just cannot ignore, Amazon. I think you can't ignore it. Has fingers in many pies. It just keeps churning out incredibly good quarterly numbers. Uh, over 100 billion in revenue last quarter. The big question is what happens when Bezos goes? Will the company change? Do they need him as a driving force at the top? We know his management style is pretty direct and uh, he's not one to shy away from taking big risks and bets. I'm uh, interested to see how the new CEO fits into this. Apparently, his management style is pretty direct as well. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Well, maybe that's what Amazon needs. More of the same. Yeah, more of the same. But look, you know, it's one of those companies that every time they report, you, you kind of think, how do they keep doing this? And they just keep on churning. So you think, how do they keep doing this? And then you're like, oh, I forgot to buy something. So I'll go to Amazon and buy it. And you're like, oh, that's, <laughs> that's how, how they, they keep, keep doing, doing it. it. <laughs> and then you build a website on web services. That's how they keep doing it. <laughs> so the company that cannot be ignored, Amazon. Uh, this is just a quick one. E-commerce, Shopify, lock and load. Can't go past it. So crypto, I'm not going to give a cryptocurrency, but if you want to play in the picks and shovels and get behind the, I guess, the momentum that crypto has at the moment, You've got to go Coinbase, $60 billion market cap. Um, interestingly, they operate their business model and their, their employee model on a remote first, and they actually lack a official physical headquarters, so they don't mind- Decentralized uh, workplace. Decentralized <laughs> workplace, but this is a picks and shovels play. They uh, are incredibly profitable and have huge cash flow, um, so check out Coinbase if you want to, uh, I guess, take advantage of the- incredible momentum that crypto has at the moment, but be aware that it might uh, turn south if you're in cryptocurrency. Uh, An internal disruptor, i.e. a company that has disrupted itself and succeeded is Disney. They um, traditionally had forms of distribution for all their movies and whatnot through, you know, cable TV, the traditional movie format, but uh, they have since pivoted to digital streaming and now have over 100 million users on their Disney Plus platform and are able to distribute their content to homes around the world, which is uh, a pretty incredible story. Mm. And uh, I think, look at what has happened during COVID. Again, they've had their Disney Plus, which has uh, supported them. And should their online, sorry, should their offline businesses come back to life, give, you know, the, what are they called? The theme parks and, and that, then I think they're going to be in a pretty strong position. Yeah. Disney and the New York Times for me are two businesses that understood what their value proposition was and what their distribution formats were. Like New York Times realized they were in the news business, not the newspaper business. And Disney realized they were in the content Content. business, not the movie business. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So incredible story. Um, If you want an income stock, uh, Washington H. Sol Pattinson and uh, Brickworks, both of which who have consistently paid a dividend for over 45 years and uh, both CEOs and have come on and said that they are there's no reason for them to stop doing that. So mm. if you want an income stock, they're the ones. Esports honorable mention goes to Ten Cent. Uh, they are they already got a they already got on the list, didn't they? But yeah, but now they've got an honorable mention oh, okay, and a stock okay, okay, honorable yeah, mention. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I like Activision Blizzard, uh, owners of some of the biggest games in the world, Call of Duty, etc. And there's no doubt that esports industry is providing pr- plenty of growth opportunity. Uh, we did a segment on Ausbiz on esports and. Uh, fascinating and i think we're going to try and do a live show around it at some point so keep your ears peeled for that healthcare 
just a quick one, CRISPR. It wouldn't be a Bryce Lesky episode without a Leskyism. Isn't it eyes peeled? Not Did I say e- ears peeled? peeled. <laughs> <laughs> Healthcare, CRISPR. Um, and also, I don't know if you remember speaking to Michael Frazes right at the end. We asked him what was the company that we should be keeping our eye on. And he mentioned Dermatech. Uh, they're doing DNA testing for melanoma. But just by putting a little piece of tape on your arm and ripping it off, uh, and you can test if that's uh, mel- cancerous or not, uh, rather than having to get it cut out of your skin. So pretty innovative uh, one to watch over the next few years, according to Michael Frazis. Um, our two AM stocks of the year, purely just a reminder, I've gone with Roblox, you've gone with Tencent. Is Tencent getting a third mention in <laughs> yeah, this episode? Yeah, third mention. Uh, last I looked, I think we were neck and neck. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I, don't, I haven't seen. I'm sure Roblox has taken a bit of a hit given uh, all of the tech is, uh, is done. But while I keep going, you can look up that. A company that I think has incredible market dominance and I don't see it being overtaken anytime soon is Airbnb. Love it. There is no uh, no better example of a company that absolutely dominates its industry than Airbnb. I think you, you, when's the last time we booked a hotel? I can't remember. Airbnb is now an actual, well, let's just get an Airbnb. Mm. Like it's it's really solidified itself in, in its market. So nice one, Airbnb. I am a shareholder. Are you? Yeah, nice. Um, if we go ETFs, I... Short term, I'm actually thinking short the NASDAQ. Fair. Yeah. Um, I don't know how short term, but I feel like it now's an, a chance to uh, put a bit of a defensive play and, and put on a short uh, for the NASDAQ. However, if you're thinking long term, we love moats here at Equity Mates. The Vanek Wide Moat ETF um, is uh, following the Morningstar moat i guess analysis index uh and provides access to a a bunch of companies that morningstar deem to have um wide moats and we all know that moats are strong competitive advantages within their field so an interesting etf Uh, another one that we've recently come across is the etf securities fang plus the reason i like this it's a concentrated portfolio of 10 tech stocks that are equally weighted and uh, we know the value of equal weighting is that it gives every stock an equal opportunity to shine. Mm. We will have Specky McGee coming on, but I want to close out, Ren, with a crypto corner. Wait, how many, <laughs> how many are you up to? Have you done 30? This is the 29th, and then I've got the four expert stocks. Nice. So um, crypto corner, this is just a little bit of news, and this is brought to you by Bamboo. They are a micro-investing app that allows you to invest in digital assets such as Ethereum and... I'm very confused about the structure of this, but okay, <laughs> yeah, keep going. whatever. <laughs> digital assets. Um, we both use Bamboo, and uh, we have a promo code, 10 bucks of free Bitcoin uh, put in Equity Mates after you sign up. Go to the settings enter a promo code. We've told Bamboo that it's confusing. Most people put a promo code when you sign up. Um, So we've heard the feedback. Don't give it to us again. (laughs) We passed it on. Uh, But that $10 of free Bitcoin is available. It's like raise for crypto. Yeah. Yeah. We both use it. It's it's a good, it's a good app. Anyway. um, Anyway. uh, There is a race for Bitcoin ETF here in Australia between Vanek and Beta Shares. Vanek and Beta Shares. That's really the update. Keep your eyes peeled. Uh, it's going to be interesting to, Is to see. Is it 30? No, no. It's going to be interesting to see who um, who comes out on top. Uh, I don't think I'd be doing an ETF um, for Bitcoin, though. I, I wouldn't be investing in it, I don't think. 
No. Yeah. It's quite easy to just invest in Bitcoin. Yeah. But the thing the thing is they're not making it for you and I who are used to online brokerages and uh, making our own money. Uh, sorry, investing our own money. They're doing it for like institutions and funds that have mandates that they can only invest in sh- the share market. Yes. And so now like they that's why like Tesla and uh AM not AMD um and whatever Michael Saylor's company is like that they were getting premiums because funds that wanted Bitcoin exposure, the only way they could do it because of their mandates was to buy companies that held Bitcoin. Square as well held Bitcoin. Um, so Bitcoin ETFs aren't really for us per se because we're happy to just buy Bitcoin. Um, but, you know, it, it makes sense. Like if you're going to have some of the stupid ETFs in the US, um, there's, an, there's an ETF for everything yeah. over there. Yeah. Bitcoin makes sense. Um but yeah, I don't know. It feels, it, you know, I reckon the ASIC will approve it just as we enter the next crypto winter. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so Ren, to close out four stocks, this will definitely take it over 30 and I have about six minutes left. And this, uh, these stocks are from our experts. I asked, what would you hold for the next 30 years? Mine is Macquarie. I'm going to ask you at the end of this, Ren. So take, oh, take, some, time, take some time to think about it. No, no pressure. So Mary Manning from Elliston Capital, I asked what is the stock that you will hold for the next 30 years? She said, this is an easy one for me. I would say NEO, the Tesla of China. In a nutshell, the thesis is that China recently committed to China Net Zero, a plan for China to be carbon neutral by 2060 and have peak emissions by 2030. To get there, they're going to have to radically shift the energy mix and electric vehicles will have to play a big role in that. NIO is the largest electric vehicle company in China with a market cap of $60 billion, top line growth consistently of greater than 50% and will be profitable by 2023. Total addressable market for EVs or electric vehicles in China is huge, so it can sustain this level of growth for many years. The stock has fallen over 50% since Feb 21, so this is a decent entry point. Okay, NEO, interesting. <clears throat> NEO for Mary Manning. Then I asked Andrew Brown from East 72 Holdings and he said, well, to match the brief, you want a company that will change with the changing time and uh, into the future. You want management that has their money committed in it and uh, is very shareholder friendly, but also has a genuine long-term horizon and is a global thinker. So he says, everyone else will say Alphabet for obvious reasons, and I wouldn't deny that. He's but- just taken mine, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> but just to be different, I will go with Exor, knowing that the CEO, John Elkin, is only 45 years old, so will be about to retire at the end of the 30 years. It will look nothing like it does in 30 years' time, and we all know about Exor, given Andrew's appearance on Ausbiz, so check out our... Um, when you say we all know about XOR, I'm sure there's plenty of people that don't, including me. I had to just Google it, but just Google it. Yeah, just Google <laughs> it's, it's it. Traded, it's traded in Italy, EXOR. It's one of the billionaire ones, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. yeah. Stock ticket EXO, company name EXOR. Emma Fisher from Early Funds Management. I asked her and she said hers would be PWR Holdings. They're a manufacturer based on the Gold Coast in Queensland and they do cooling systems for every Formula One racing team. If you've seen the Netflix show Drive to Survive, you'd know you have to be pretty bloody good at what you do to supply Formula One. So they are the best in the world at high-end cooling systems for cars. 
Why she would pick it for the next 30 years is that they are big winners from the shift to electric vehicles. When you use your laptop a lot, it gets super hot. It's the same with electric vehicles. They require more cooling systems per car and PWR are working on high-end cooling systems for EVs. And as the market shifts that way, they're going to be the big winners. Everyone wants to play the electric vehicle thematic through Tesla, but she thinks that you want to invest in those selling shovels in a gold rush, as they say. Nice. I love how we've used the picks and shovels analogy twice here today. And Ren, to close out, uh, I asked Chris Weldon from Magellan, what would he pick? And in one word, he said, Microsoft. Wow. (laughs) That's all he said when he responded. Well, he said, uh, and then if you want more, give me a buzz. But I ran out of time and didn't give Uh, him a buzz. I like that. But he said- Shout out to Chris. That's a power move. Yeah. In in one word, Microsoft for his uh, stock for the next 30 years. So that brings me in at 28 minutes, Ren. Including with some interruptions from me. Including with some interruptions from you. I know there was a lot to absorb there. So um, This this can be an episode that people go back and listen to multiple times. Hopefully, yes. Get our downloads up. (laughs) Get your downloads up. If anything, I hope it was a, a nice walk down memory lane from... A lot of the stocks that we've been speaking about over the last five years, a lot of stocks that uh, I've enjoyed doing a bit of research on that do make up some of my portfolio. But to close it out, a statement or a concept that I've been pondering recently, Ren. I love this. And it is that uh, I saw this the other day and it's really made me think about how I build my portfolio over the next uh, 30 years. You concentrate to create wealth, then diversify to protect wealth. And for me, um, that is an interesting concept to ponder given the stage of investing that we're at and uh, not spreading myself too thin because there's too many exciting opportunities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is very fair. (laughs) So before we uh, jump into Specky McGee and hear what his take is on the uh, next 30 years, we're going to take a quick break to hear from our sponsors. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. All right, Ren, it is time to dial in Specky, and then we'll close out the episode with uh, your thoughts on a stock for the next 30 years, a bit of chat about uh, what's going on with inflation at the moment, and then stock of the year update. So Specky's just messaged through, yeah, let's rock. So let's dial in. 200,000 shares, Blue Star, 19 and a half. Can you position it in one of your equity funds? Listen, Blue Horseshoe loves Blue Star Airlines. Hello. Okay. You've reached the Specky hotline. <laughs> <laughs> Here he is. <laughs> Jeez, he's back. Hey boys. Specky, now this this is a special Specky McGee episode. Well, in fact, this whole episode is quite special because we're celebrating Bryce's 30th birthday. So I hope you're going to bring something hot for us today. <laughs> what, what? Oh, okay. All right. Well, how's the birthday celebration been going so far? Well, now that you're on the line, it, it couldn't be, it couldn't be better. It couldn't be better. Fantastic. Okay. Now, have you, have you been talking about individual stocks or? Yes, I've done about thirty-five stocks in thirty minutes for for the thirtieth birthday, and I thought it would be uh, a missed opportunity if we didn't hear from Specky and his thoughts on a what's going on in Specky Land, but b. 
Uh, rumors have have it uh, that you've also been having a bit of success in the crypto space. So very keen to hear <laughs> what is going on there. So should we fire away? Yeah, let's go for it. Um, it, look, guys, the market's been a bit rocky right now in terms of uh, ASX stocks, which you may have may have noticed. And there seems to be a correlation between when you call me and how the market's doing. I remember last time I was on, it was all red. So I think you need to avoid calling me uh, if you want to see some games. It is red. So there, there's been a bit of success across the uh, the Specimag desk lately. <laughs> nice. Um, well, remember when I came on last time? I was trying to find the most ridiculously named cryptocurrency yeah. and yes. ended up ended up with um Banano. Banano. So that, that was rec- yeah, that was recorded on the uh, 29th of March. But then on the 14th of March there was something called um Sea Rocket which was launched. I think you can say it. Come Rocket. Yeah, you can say it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Come it's on. the name of an official investable asset. <laughs> no one's going to know what Sea Rocket yeah. is. <laughs> Well, I, yeah, I didn't know the uh, the you know explicit ratings and that sort of thing, but if, if that's all good to uh, use that term, yes, uh, all good. Let's let's roll with it. So yeah, it was um crazy, crazy market movement, crazy, crazy price activity. Um, it's almost as if there was a whale involved in the price. <laughs> were you were you a whale? No, 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 I, I wasn't a whale. But what do you reckon? <laughs> what do you mean? What do I reckon? He's, I reckon he's trying to tee you up for a joke here. Uh, <laughs> and you are not you, taking that pitch. The sp- <laughs> no, I'm not. The sperm whale. Uh, <laughs> that failed. Well played. Well played. <laughs> Damn it. Sorry, dude. I completely <laughs> missed that one. <laughs> yeah, so so that went that went alright. Um, so let's be clear here. You got in on look. you got in on uh, on Cummies, Cum Rockets. Very early in the piece, you identified a trend. You messaged the the team here at Equity Mates and said, "I'm in." And subsequently, it shot up a few thousand percent. What have been your major lessons from that? Can you share? Um, yeah. So it, it's so one of the interesting uh, aspects of C Rocket um, is they they have a, a transaction tax. So it's meant to be a deflationary token, meaning that the the supply is constantly decreasing so if you buy or sell cummies 2.5 percent of all cummies which you sold or bought are redistributed to existing holders and then 2.5 percent are burnt so when i sold my my cummies um i lost five percent instantly and because it was such a small market cap the there was a lack of depth so the price at which i actually sold dropped too um and the lesson i got from that is is let your winners run nice did you uh, i'm feeling uh, there's there's way too much due diligence going on from the specky mcgee hotline tonight <laughs> what's happening yeah sorry I was, I was thinking about that i think i i've got a really easy job here because the idea is the less due due, due dd i do the better so, I think so I uh, hold on let's let's finish by talking about uh the crypto winners because you did well on uh come rocket can't believe yeah. that you did well, well on that, to be honest. But you are, you've also been messaging us relentlessly about Banano because you came here and you pitched it on the Specky Hotline and uh, you've obviously done well on that as well. Well, do you know what the funny thing about um, Banano is? 
I I was reading some analysis analysis from um, Harry uh, Belafont about the nano, and this is what he had to say. Banano. Oh my god. <laughs> Damn, son, where'd you find this? <laughs> what the actual? <laughs> anyway, there it is from. Was uh, that even worth doing? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. There's I, our there's our hot take from Specky. Um, I was I think hoping a, we would get a Specky out of that. So was I, but I think he was just more uh, more uh, interested in playing his uh, remix for Banano. But uh, we're gonna have to do some uh, some have a ha- sit down and have a chat with Specky. <laughs> we are, but uh, look, good to hear from Specky again, and I'm sure next time he's gonna come in with no DD with an actual Specky. So Ren, <laughs> let's close out with uh, your stock for the next thirty years. Have you had to think about it? Uh, yeah, so despite Andrew Brown's comment about this being the obvious choice, uh, this as soon as you said it and I started thinking about uh, a lot of these companies, 30 years is a long time. It's rare that you find a company that can continue to grow and continue to innovate for 30 years. And I think if you were like, all right, well, what's the, probabilistically, what's, what's the com- company most likely to be able to do that? I would be picking the company that is leading the world in artificial intelligence, has the most engineers per square foot, have the most PhDs per square foot, have incredibly strong cash cow businesses that have growth but can fund other ventures. And there's really only one name that fits that bill, and that's Alphabet. Yes. And I think... If you look at Alphabet and you look at the risk in the short term, the biggest thing is that they'll get broken up. And then the way that I think about the risk of a company being broken up, like Alphabet, obviously this isn't a standard thing for companies to get broken up, but I think about Standard Oil. Standard Oil was this monopoly that just owned the oil business in the early 1900s. The the US government broke it up. and out of that came seven of the major oil producers, many of which that we know today. And I think for me, if you look at Alphabet and you think about if it got broken up into its constituent parts, there may like a lot of these businesses will continue running. Some of them may even get more valuable. Like YouTube split out of Alphabet, being able to create its own strategy, run its own course, really compete in the market that it's in potentially is able to do things that it can't do as part of a conglomerate. And for me, then all the other bets that it's making, like I think people are really sleeping on how far ahead Alphabet is in self-driving cars. The fact that there is an Uber-like service in Phoenix, Arizona, where you can pull out your phone and order a self-driving car to take you from A to B with no test driver in the car. I don't understand how that's not getting more coverage. And obviously, there are there are things about that that it's like you know it's it's not scalable in the way that it's been done there. Like it, it but all that aside, it, it is amazing what it's doing. So for me, it's Alphabet. Nice. All right, let's close out uh, stock of the year. You're winning. Oh, oh really? Roblox is up about eight percent from its IPO. Well, the, its list, the price that it listed at, um, the price that it hit the market at, um, and ten cents up about five percent for the year. Wow, Tencent, so we are neck and neck. Yeah, Tencent has come off a lot since its 2021 20, highs. 
a lot of the years still to run though. Yes, a lot of the years still yeah. to run. Um, Ren, to close out, big episode here, but a lot to cover. Overnight, the US, we're recording this on the 13th of March. Overnight, the US came out with some inflation figures and uh, there's no doubt that it's um, peaked faster than expected yeah. and that's having an impact on the stock market. Yeah, so I, I don't want to spend long on this. Maybe we can do another episode on it, but I think we have to nod to it given it will be the front of mind for a lot of people. So obviously tech stocks have been sold off a little bit recently on inflation fears, um, the, a lot of those high growth stocks. So that's definitely something to keep an eye on and be aware of if you're making new investment decisions, just this inflation story. The short term effect of this will likely be interest rates. If inflation keeps running um, beyond what the US Federal Reserve wants to see it run at, um, you would expect interest rates to go up and that you would expect to be a little bit of a curb on growth stocks as well. So that's something to keep in mind. But I, I think the final thing is just think longer term about if we keep seeing inflation or, or even if we see stagflation where there's uh, inflation without uh, economic growth, um, just think about the US dollar and think about what that means. And you know, if the US dollar gets materially weaker against other currencies, think about what businesses will benefit, think about what businesses will suffer. The fact that we're investing outside the US, you know, if you're listening in anywhere really, if you're listening in the UK, New Zealand, Australia, India, Europe, um, we've all enjoyed the the US run and um, the US dollar has been the reserve currency of the world for our lifetime. I'm not saying that it's going to stop, but I'm saying just be aware of the risks if this inflation story doesn't go away or yeah. can't be curved. And what that means, you know, you might be looking at uh, U.S. exporters that get paid in foreign currency, or you might be looking at, uh, you might be underweighting companies that are U.S. companies that make revenue domestically, or foreign companies that make their revenue in U.S. dollars, or just things like that. Just just start thinking about what it means for currency, what it means for interest rates, because this is going to be the story. Yeah, big time. And it's starting. And we've been talking about it a little bit, but it's it's the story. Yeah. 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 Keep an eye on it. I've been thinking pretty hard about it and it's uh, an interesting one in terms of thinking about rebalancing, but then you've got to think long term as well. You've got so, to think long term. And, yeah. and like, yeah, that that's an important call out that everything we're talking about here isn't, isn't likely to be, you know, the drag on a 30-year portfolio, 40-year portfolio, but yeah. it's just like there may be some short-term pain. Nice one. Well, plenty of... Uh, Plenty of stuff that we've covered in that episode. Uh, we will have to leave it there, Ren. Um, good to be 30. Feeling great. Yeah. Uh, hope, hopefully there was a bunch of stocks in there that people can go away and have a bit of a closer look at. But uh, always good to chat stocks and we'll pick it up next week. Sounds good. Equitymates Investing Podcast is a product of Equitymates Media. All information in this podcast is for education and entertainment purposes only. It is not intended as a substitute for professional finance, legal or tax advice. The hosts of Equity Mates Investing Podcast are not financial professionals and are not aware of your personal financial circumstances. Before making any financial decisions, you should read the product disclosure statement and, if necessary, consult a licensed financial professional. Do not take financial advice from a podcast. For more information, head to the disclaimer page on the Equity Mates website where you can find ASIC resources and find a registered financial professional near you. 
In the spirit of reconciliation, Equity Mates Media and the hosts of Equity Mates Investing Podcast acknowledge the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respects to their elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people today.